message. There's a plan. There's a purpose. And we're it. See what you did? <laughs> Let's start in John 1 and the New Living Translation, verse 1. That was kind of cool because it kind of, it, it, it started off real slow, then everybody caught on. It's like a locomotive, right? We're going to get it. We're going to get there. Let me know when you're there. First John 1, 1, New Living. In the beginning, what's the word? Are you there? What happened? <laughs> okay. Suzanne was going to sing today. She was. You're going to sing Canada in that other verse. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we'll get it next year. Praise the Lord. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. Pitter patter. Let's get at it right now. <laughs> yes. All right. John 1 1. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God. The word was God. And verse 2, he existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. Nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. Everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never, ever extinguish it. Link that up with Psalms 119, verse 89, New Living. Psalms 119.89, and it says, Your eternal word, O Lord, star, stands firm in heaven. Stands firm. Verse no, uh, 90, your, your faithfulness extends to every generation. That would include us. Right? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Your faithfulness extends to every generation as enduring as the earth you created. So as long as the earth is here, so are we, and uh, he, he's faithful. 91, your regulations remain true to this day, for everything serves your plans. Absolutely everything. In the Passion Translation, it says in verse 89, Psalms 1989, standing firm in the heavens, fastened to eternity is the word of God. I like that. Your faithfulness flows from one generation to the next. Perpetual. All that you created sits firmly in place to testify of you. Verse 91. Uh, by your decree, everything stands at attention. I like that. Mm, get up! By your decree, everything stands at attention. For all that you have made serves you. So everything, like in, in New Living, it says everything serves your plans, but I like this, for all that you have made serves you. They go together. God's got a plan, and, his, and this plan is to serve you. Amen. Amen. Uh, in verse, uh, Psalms 19, uh, one, slow down, I'm excited. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Psalms 139, verse 14. King James. It says, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows right well. New Living, it says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. We're all unique and wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Do you know it? 
Do you know that you're marvelous today? You should just turn around and just hug yourself and say, I'm marvelous. I resemble that remark. Come on. Message. It says, I thank you, high God. You're breathtaking. And, uh, okay, let me back this up for a minute. This is David talking to himself, looking at the mirror. He said, I thank you, high God. You're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. What are you saying about yourself today? I'm just dot, 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 or I am marvelously made. Hang on to that one. Amen. He said, <laughs> I'm marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. Look at what you made. Get your head up. Put your shoulders back. Walk with a little toot. Well, he made you. He don't make mistakes. He said to rebuke the devourer. Believe him. Walk in it. Put your head up. Sit up a little taller. Just because you can. And just take a minute and just hug yourself. Just say, hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm all right. I like this. Let's go to Romans 8.28, New Living, please. This is a good one. We, we, we live off of this. We exist in this verse. And it's, and it's good to read it. Put your eyes on it. Romans 8.28, New Living. And we says, and we know that God causes everything, everything, everything to work together <laughs> for the good of those who love God. Do you love God? All right. So that means the things are working out for you. It may not look it. But I'll tell you what it is. Don't be moved by what you see. We're faith people. Amen. All right. It says, God causes everything to work together for the good for those who love God and are called, answer the call, according to his purpose for them. He has a purpose for you. He's got a purpose for me. <sighs> My purpose is not the same as your purpose. All right? Or Susanna be as loud as I was. Am. Could you imagine? No. No. Well, I don't know. I've, I've never seen her yell at her kids. Does it get loud? Do you get loud? Yeah? Okay. All right. Challenges. <laughs> Drop the gauntlet. <clears throat> you're, on my, you're on my list now. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can make you yell. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> I've done that before. People know. First John chapter 5, verse 14. King James, please. First John 5, 14. So we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God. But and then first John 5, 14, it says, This is a confidence. You, you need to know, you need to confidently know that things are working out good for you. It says that this is a confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, anything, he did not stutter. He said, asking anything according to his will or his word, he hears us. He hears us. Right? And if we know that he hears us, which we do, um, whatsoever, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. What are you asking today? Maybe he's asking you to ask him. I know he knows what we, you know, as the Bible says, he knows what we need, have need of, yeah. But sometimes we need to put voice to that and thank him for it. 
Thank him for it. Thank you, Lord. That need is met. Thank you, Lord. That part of my body is healed. Thank you, Lord. We're moving on. Thank you. Just begin to thank him. Why? Because you're confident in that he's going to answer that. So if you're confident about it, then it's not a begging. We don't have to beg. We don't beg God. My, no, don't beg God. <laughs> so we know, he, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired of him. I taught a thing, oh, oh my goodness, it's been a long time now talking about the prayer petition. Maybe we need to bring that out again. That was good. Yeah, that prayer petition got us a house. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Me a job. <laughs> and life, <laughs> life in general. Hebrews 4.12, King James, please. Again, there's a plan, there's a purpose, and we are it. Especially when you're asking according to his will or his word, right? Why? Because Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is quick, it's powerful, and it is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of spirit and soul of the joints and the marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and tents of the heart. New Living Translation, please. And it says, for the word of God is alive. I like that. It's alive. It's alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, and it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. And the thing I like about that is that your innermost thoughts and desires are something that we've kind of pushed down because there's things that we want to do, but we put up on the shelf over here. And God wants us to get that thing off the shelf and turn on your dream machine again. Begin to dream again. Begin to, you know, because on that shelf are all these plans, purposes that he's had for you. And because it hasn't happened the way, in your time, we just leave it on the shelf. But God wants us to get that thing off the shelf and get, get going, get after it. There's things that he's called us to do. Amen? Amplified, Hebrews 4.12. It says, for the word of God, <laughs> the word that God speaks is alive and is full of power. So if God's speaking it and we speak God's word, is, that, is it not the same? Which means it's alive and it's full of power. What we're saying is alive and it's full of power. Kind of like what, you know, Ashton was talking about that today. Don't call yourself stupid. It's alive and it's full of power. All of a sudden you're walking around, you're stunned. How'd you get that way? <laughs> right? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Don't say that stuff. Why? Because it's alive. It's full of power, right? Mm-hmm. Making it active. It's operative. It's energizing and it's effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates to the dividing line of the breath of life, your soul, and the immortal spirit, and of the joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of your heart. Thoughts and purposes of your heart. We got some. We got some good thoughts. We got some good purposes. God's got a good plan for us. You know that, right? In the Passion Translation, Hebrews 4.12, it says, For we have the living word of God, which is full of energy. It pierces more sharply than a two-edged sword. 
It will even penetrate to the very core of our being where the soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and the secret motives of our heart. Good. It's good. Let's go to Psalms 147.15, King James, please. There's a plan, there's a purpose, and we are it. Psalms 147.15, it says uh, in the King James, he set forth his commandment upon the war, on the earth, and his word runs very swiftly. Psalms 147.15, uh, I'll say it again. He sends forth his commandment upon the earth, and his word runs very swiftly. You give voice to his word, it's, it's going. In the complete Jewish Bible, it says, he sent out his word over the earth. His commands run swiftly. So when he, well, and it's still, when God said light be, it still be. It's still happening. So what else has he commanded? Be blessed. Be prosperous. Be healed. Be whole. Swiftly. Swiftly. Jeremiah 1.12. We know this one, King James. <clears throat> the Lord said unto me, you have well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. He's making it fast. And, you know, in this day and age, you look around. Things are speeding up. Things are, things are getting faster and faster and faster, right? Um, let's go to Jeremiah 29, 11, King James, please. He's going to hasten his word to perform it. So when you launch that word out of your mouth, realizing that he's going to hasten it, make it go swiftly, answer that prayer quickly, that's a good thing. It's pretty cool. Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, uh, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil. And you talk to some people in there, and they give you this weird doctrine how God's going to get them and do this, that, and the other thing. It's like, no. If God's going to get you, he's going to get you to love you. He's going to get you to bless you. He's going to get you to heal you. He's going to get you to make you feel good. He's going to get you to, uh, you know, there's a plan, there's a, and there's a purpose. Come on, and you're it. So if he's going to get you, it's gonna get it. he's going to get you for that plan or purpose. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. What are you expecting? Then you shall call upon me, verse 12. You shall go and pray to me, and I will hearken or hear unto you, and you shall seek me and find me. When you search for me with all of your heart, I will be found of you, says the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. Turn away your captivity. Listen to this in the Message Bible. Jeremiah 29, 11. This is good. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Period. He does know what he's doing. Some, so, because, you know, some of his, <laughs> some of his ways are kind of a little weird, right? They needed money. They went, Jesus said, let's go fishing. 
Yeah. And whatever's in that fish's mouth, pull it out. Silver. Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Jane's still fishing. Come on now. <laughs> I wasn't silver. Who was that? Elijah? When he had the, the, the axe head? Elisha. Yeah. Yeah. The guy lost his axe head and he said, here, throw the stick right around where the axe head uh, went in. Out it came. We don't like, you know, so we may not know, but he knows what he's doing. And he says, I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Thank you, Jesus. We have never been alone. We've never walked alone. Never been abandoned. Sing the song. But it's true. So, you know, because how many times, oh, Lord, be with us. Well, yeah, I am. Oh, Lord, be with us. Yeah, I am. Oh, Lord, be with us. I am. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Say something. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. What are you hoping for today? What's on your list? Do you have a list of things that you really want to do? Because if you do, it says, when you call on me and when you come and pray to me, I'll listen to what your list is. And then he'll tweak it to make it better, bigger. Because God does everything in grandiose style, right? He does. He just does everything big. And that's just the way he is. He says, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. Verse 13, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. When you, yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I will make sure you, don't get, you won't be disappointed. Come on. He's going to make sure you're not going to dis be disappointed. What's that mean? Answered prayer? Answered plans? Answered purposes? Answered desires? Uh-huh. I think that's cool. God's decree. I'll turn things around for you. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Come on now. We're in the, we are in a time of turnaround. Amen. We are a time of turnaround. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. New Living Translation, Jeremiah 29, 11, please. New Living. This is a good one. It says, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good, not for disaster. If disaster hits your house, it's not God's plan. There's a devil out there, and he's stupid. Now that's stupid. He's stupid. You're not stupid. Huh. They are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you'll find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I love this. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. Come on. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. What's that? Bringing everything that has been stolen from you back to you, but only even better, he's going to biggie size your stuff. Are you ready? Come on. So I started going around. Um, I went back to 2018. And because uh, every year we had a, a word of the Lord from pastor. And I, and I started because turn around, restore, turn around, restore. So I started going through this. I went back to 2018. 
And, and, and in 2018, it said shift is happening. It's an acceleration into the things of the spirit. The drought is over and that God is turning things around. That was back in 2018. It might not have looked it, but he said it. And the word runs very swiftly. 2019, 2 Chronicles 2019, the people of God stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. It says, we praise the Lord. The walls came down. When the praises go up, the blessings come down, and so do walls. Walls of sickness, weakness, lack, debt, etc. 2020, I like this one. It's a decade of destiny. That was a good one. Second Chronicles 2020, again, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prop prophets, so shall you prosper. Dreams will be fulfilled. Prayers answered. Widespread healings. Restoration of all things we have um, been believing for. Come on. That was in 2020. And in 2021, it says, I've learned to be content regardless of the circumstances. Why? Because God is working on some stuff, but be content while he's working on the stuff. That's faith, right? It's not, oh, doom the scare and agony on me. No. <laughs> I have learned to be content regardless of the circumstances. Philippians 4, 11 and 13. I have learned in whatever state that I'm in to be content. That is a huge thing. Why, God? When, God? <laughs> no, no. Be content. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, there's your contentment. When you know that God is working on your stuff and you can do all things through him, why? Because he's strengthening you, although you're feeling kind of weak. Beat up, discouraged, especially when discouragement hits you. I know some people just say, well, just, you know, just, just throw it off. Well, <laughs> it's easier said than done. And if you're going to keep on saying that in my face, you better fly out of it because <laughs> I'm ready to slap you. No, no, but <laughs> no, no, you, you, you know, because there's a thing where we need to stir ourselves up. <clears throat> and we have four crazy friends around us that help stir us up too as well, which is good. But then, then there's just sometimes you got to deal with you and deal with that thing first. And, and then you... Because David cried with all his might. Right? First. He had to get he had to deal with that, that situation. Get a hold of yourself. Right? Then I can do all things through Christ. Strengthens me. And the first time you say it, it might be a little weak, shaky, <laughs> questionable, but keep saying it. Why? Because that word's running swiftly now. And it's starting to pick up speed. That word is saying, okay, you know what? Mm. it's swift now. And it's in my heart as, as a fire shot up in my bones. And, and I'm getting lit now. I'm getting lit now. It's starting to happen now. I'm getting excited now. Boom! What happens? You done stirred yourself up. Right? 2022, God is for you. Restoration and breakthrough. We had it. <laughs> Glory to God. Restoration and breakthrough, Psalms 145, 19. Every godly one, that's me, that's you, right? Receives even more than what they ask for. Come on. Every godly one receives even more of what they asked for. But what you asking? 
ask big because he wants to give you more. And 23, I like this one. Get ready to pass over from what has been to what shall be. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the, he's the one that started it. He's going to be the one that finishes it. Amen? A decade of destiny is spiritual growth to prepare us spiritually, emotionally, financially, physically, mentally, vocationally, and relationally to make the next 10 years the best 10 years of our lives. It's cool. Jerry Savelle said this for 2023. I like this one. 2023 will be the year of the maximum. Maximum what? <laughs> Absolutely. Maximum everything. The year of the highest level attainable. God's best. The maximum, not mediocre or barely getting enough to get by and struggle to make it. No, I want to see you experience all the favor, all the blessings, all the goodness of God, not for some self-serving purpose, but for you to be blessed to be a blessing. Come on, maximum! That is huge! <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Ephesians 2.10 in the Passion Translation. This turned out really, um, this caught me a while ago, and it was like, ooh, I need to write this down because it's, it's something. In the second part, in Ephesians 2.10, in the Passion, it says, even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny. Before you were born, it's a, it's a B part, even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny, and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Isn't that good? Come on now. Say it again. Well, you know what? Read it with me. At the even before. Ready? One, two, three. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Woo! If that don't light your fuse, just saying. Romans 8.29 in the Passion Translation, he says, For he, God, knew all about us before we were born. Again, like there's all this stuff, it's all through the Bible. He knows you before you were born. He knit you together in your mother's womb. And all of these things, so he knows what he's doing, right? He says, he knew all about us before we were born. He destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. From the beginning of what? In the beginning. <laughs> yeah. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. <laughs> we resemble that fact. Thank you so much, right? In Ephesians 1.11, I'm getting ready to close. Um, in the Passion, it says, Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. We've been claimed. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. This is why there's a plan, there's a purpose, and we are it. He's got us. The psalmist declared, the Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children's children. That's in Psalms 115, 12. Um, so think about this. God has you on his mind. And you notice what he was thinking. Well, how can I bless them? 
Number one, how can I bring increase into their lives? Number two, so you don't have to, you know, you don't have to convince yourself, God, you don't have to convince God to bless you. His mind is full of blessing for you. How can I bless you? How can I make you better? How can I make you greater? How can I die, die, die? All for the better. So, in fact, you're being blessed and prosperous is God's idea. It's not your idea. <laughs> He thought about it. He planned it. So let him, let him, let him bless you. Right? 1 Corinthians 15, 58. We know this one. King James. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, therefore what? What is a therefore? Well, therefore is therefore a reason. My beloved brethren, and cistern, sorry, be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Your labor is not in vain. This is the last verse. Psalms 138, verse 3 in the Passion. At the very moment I called out to you, you answered me. At the very moment I called out to you, you answered me. You strengthened me deep within my soul and breathed fresh courage into me. Fresh courage. Because it takes courage to get up when you've been knocked down. God wants us to be courageous. Absolutely courageous. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.